0: One whistle, we're on our way. I wonder where story train will lead us this time. We're entering the rainbow tunnel. Hold on everyone, it's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short rainbow tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. It's a howling desert. I can't believe how much sand there is. When the wind whips up, it sounds like howling, and you have to cover your face. This is not an easy place to live. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some incredible creatures who live here. Can you think of animals that live in the desert? Hmm, snakes, spiders, meerkats, lizards, ah, and of course, camels. Today's story is about a camel and it was imagined by the English novelist Rudyard Kipling. It's called How the Camel Got His Hump. In the beginning of years, when the world was so new and animals were just beginning to work for humans, there was a camel. And he lived in the middle of a howling desert because he did not want to work. He figured that no man or woman would find him so far out in the dry expanse of sand he'd found and put him to work. So he ate sticks and thorns and milkweed and prickles. He was terribly idle. And when anybody did happen to stumble upon him and dare speak to him, He simply said, Humph, just Humph, and no more. One Monday morning, a horse came to him with a saddle on his back and said, Camel, oh Camel, come out and trot like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the horse went away and told the man he worked for, Presently, the dog came to the camel with a stick in his mouth and said, Camel, oh camel, come and fetch and carry like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the dog went away and told the man he worked for. Presently, the ox came to him with the yoke on his neck and said, Camel, oh camel, come and plow like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the ox went away and told the man he worked for. At the end of the day, the man called the horse and the dog and the ox all together and said, 303, I'm very sorry for you. But surely that humph thing in the desert can't work, or he would have been here by now. So I am going to leave him alone, and you must work double time to make up for it. That made the horse and the dog and the ox very angry. So they held a dinner on the edge of the desert to try and calm down. After all, It's very hard to think of what to do next when you're so angry. But as they were finally sitting down to calmly eat together, after a long, hard day, the lazy camel came by, chewing milkweed, being most excruciatingly idle, and laughed at them. Then he said, Humph! and went away again. Talk about adding salt to a wound. The horse, the dog, and the ox were angrier than ever now. Presently, a spirit came along called the Dijun. The Dijun was in charge of all the deserts, and he arrived rolling in a cloud of dust. Dijun's spirits always travel that way because it is magic. The Jin stopped to powwow with the horse and the dog and the ox. Would he know what to do about the lazy, selfish camel? Djinn of all deserts, said the horse, Is it right for anyone to be idle when there is so much work to be done? Certainly not, said the djinn. Well, said the horse, there's a thing in the middle of your howling desert with a long neck and long legs and he hasn't done a stroke of work since Monday morning. He won't trot. Whew, said the jinn, whistling. That certainly sounds like my camel. What does he say about it when you ask him to help? He says humph, said the dog, and he won't fetch and carry. Does he say anything else? Only humph, and he won't plow, said the ox. Very good, said the djinn. I'll humph him if you will kindly wait a minute. The Jin rolled himself up in his dust cloak and took himself across the desert and found the camel being most excruciatingly idle, looking at his own reflection in a pool of water. My long and bubbling friend, said the jinn, What's this I hear of your doing no work, leaving your friends, the horse, the dog, and the ox to handle your share of the duties? Humph, said the camel. The jinn sat down with his chin in his hand and began to think a great magic while the camel looked at his own reflection in the pool of water. You've given your three friends extra work ever since Monday morning, all on account of your excruciating idleness, said the djinn. And he went on thinking of magics he might use with his chin in his hand. Humph, said the camel. I shouldn't say that again if I were you, said the djinn. You might say it once too often, camel. I'm telling you. For the last time, my dear camel, I want you to do your share of the work. And the camel said humph again, but no sooner had he said it than he saw his back that he was so proud of puffing up and puffing up into a great big lolloping humph. Do you see that? said the chin. That's your very own humph that you've brought upon your very own self by not working. Today is Thursday, and you've done no work since Monday, when the work began. Now you are going to work. How can I, said the camel, with this humph on my back? That humph was made by me for a purpose, said the jinn. All because you missed those three days. You will be able to work now for three days without eating because you can live on the fat in your humph. So don't you ever say, I never did anything for you. Now you go to the three at once and behave. Humph yourself. And the camel humped himself, humph and all, and went away to join the three. And from that day to this, The camel always wears a hump, we call it hump now not to hurt his feelings, but he has never yet caught up with the three days that he missed at the beginning of the world, and he has never yet learned how to behave. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the rainbow tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. I hope it will be someplace with less sand next time. If you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen, and you'll find lots of adventures. See you next time!